Welcome to the Loveland Libcast, the official podcast of the Loveland Public Library. Joining me today, the first two-time guest, two, two-time <laughs> champion, Becca, teen librarian. Thank you for returning to the Loveland Libcast. I'm so happy to be back. <laughs> happy to have you and excited to talk about another YA title with you, The Selection. But first, a little bird told me that you have some teen <laughs> news to <laughs> share. Um, so our Game On program has been changed to Teen Dungeons & Dragons. It was a big hit, so we decided to just keep going with that. Our sewing workshop is the third Monday of each month. You can register for that online. We also have our other regular programs, the Maker Open Lab, Video Game Tournament, Loteria, Tink, and more. Our holiday party with Tab is on Saturday, December 4th at 2. And in November, we have a teen fandom contest going on. You submit your entry by November 30th. The winner will be announced December 12th. And for that, you can do any fandom you want. Adventure Time, Marvel, K-pop, anything. Is this like an art? Anything. Any? Oh, wow. Yes. So it could be cosplay or... Cosplay, art, fanfic. Oh, um, right, right. We had cupcakes one year. Wow. Is this like an online submission? You can do online if it's... Uh, like fanfic or a picture of something. Um, they didn't bring the cupcakes in. Unfortunately, we could not taste test them. <laughs> they just sent in a picture. Um, but we've also had sculptures. Someone did bring in their cosplay so we could put it on our dress form and show everyone. Wow. But you do need to come in to get the form for it, fill that out, explain which fandom it is, what you used to make it, why you did and some librarians will judge it, say which one's the coolest. Yeah, very cool. Yeah. Um, and then we also have our teen activity bags still. You just come into the teen room and pick yours up. Everyone gets one per month. And for November, it's fandom supplies to help with your entry in the fandom contest. All right. <laughs> <laughs> and then, of course, bookends. Of course, bookends. This month, it's on Tuesday the 23rd from 4.30 to 5.30. It is virtual, and there are free books still available. So if you register, just come on in and pick up your copy. And the bookends coming up is The Selection. By Kira Cass. By Kira Cass. We read The Selection. We are going to talk mm -hmm. about that today. Very excited to hear what you thought. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited to talk about what I thought. <laughs> so we'll, we'll set this up. Uh, it'll be a similar kind of episode as last time where we are going to introduce the book and tell you all our spoiler-free review and talk about who would love this book. And then we will go to the spoiler zone. And so after that, if you hang around, we're going to spoil the book. We're going to ask each other some questions, and then those will include spoilers. I'm going to try and not say like. <laughs> Eight billion times this time. <laughs> I'm going to so. try not to interrupt. <laughs> no, uh, interrupt away. Especially if I say like, just jump. Shh. 
Yeah. Stop it. <laughs> it's a library and we're going to start shushing. Um, okay. So the selection series, if my research is correct, according to Fantastic Fiction. <laughs> Great resource. <laughs> yeah. So Kira Cass is the author. The selection series includes five main books with four novellas. Or wait. That's not right. That's not right. So this... <laughs> There's three main ones, two spinoffs, and then one novella. Really? And a coloring book. Okay. Well, forget everything I said. <laughs> so the one that we read is okay. the selection. Then the elite and the one... And then there's like a follow-up spinoff that has The Heir and The Crown and a novella called Happily Ever After and a coloring book. Okay. So this this is a big series. This one, this one at least, though, I, I burned through um, both yeah, because it was enjoyable. Yeah. yeah. And then, so Kira Cass, her latest series, it's totally different. Yes. Than uh, so the selection series. Her latest series is called The Betrothed, and so far it's two books. Yes. And the first one is called The Betrothed, and then The Betrothed, and <laughs> the one, the latest in that series is called The Betrayed, and that came out in June. So if you've heard of her or you read this series, there is a new one. Uh, you might want to check that out. It's two books so far. She also wrote The Siren, which was a standalone. Okay. That one was in between the selection series and the betrothed series. Okay. Pretty prolific. Yeah. She has a big fan base now. Yeah. I I can understand why now. And so so we're going to talk about The Selection, which is the first book in the selection series. Although it seems like there might be some sort of prequel. <laughs> There's a lot. I, to I just saw it. a lot of like 0.5 and 2.6. Oh, yes. Those are thing. all included in Happily Ever After. Okay. okay. It's like a book of the novellas. So, but if you want to start Selection, The Selection is the name of the first book. That's what we read. And would you please read us the back of the book for The Selection by Kira Cass? I would be honored. For 35 girls, the selection is the chance of a lifetime, the opportunity to be swept up in a world of glittering gowns and priceless jewels, to live in a palace and compete for the heart of the gorgeous Prince Maxon. But for America Singer, being selected is a nightmare. It means turning her back on her secret love with Aspen, who is a cast below her, and leaving her home to enter a fierce competition for a crown she doesn't want. Then America meets Prince Maxon. Gradually, she begins to realize that the life she's always dreamed of may not compare to a future she never imagined. I think that does a pretty good job of setting this book up. Yeah. And you told me when we were talking about what we were going to read, you told me that this was The Hunger Games crossed with The Bachelor. That is how it's marketed. Okay. <laughs> That was not from me directly. You're, you're not owning that. No. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it's uh, I've never read The Hunger Games. I think I watched two of those for the <laughs> listeners a at home. <laughs> <laughs> I just had daggers shot at me for that. Uh, for admitting that, I'm that's just okay. biased because I'm a teen librarian. 
It is. I mean, yeah. I I make no excuses. I watched the first two movies. I I understand the yes. appeal. Um, and I'm also, sure. Also, never judge people for what they read and don't read. <laughs> That's not okay. Don't do that. <laughs> this was a P. This all. This was a PSA for what not um, to do. Excuse me. <laughs> So let's just jump into our spoiler-free reviews, and you want to go first? I would love to. Okay. Because you have, if I'm not mistaken, you have a history with this. Yes. I've read all of them. Okay. And I loved them. But that was a few years ago, so I thought it would be fun to revisit. I chose it for book club because it's a really popular series, and I just figured it would be fun to revisit and hear people's thoughts on it and i still love it (laughs) it's it does have some tropes and everything it one of my other teen librarians that i work with she calls she doesn't call them guilty pleasures she calls them cookie dough because you know it's bad for you you know it's not good but you're still gonna do it and you're still gonna enjoy it and i love that i felt like this is cookie dough (laughs) yeah and it's a great escape and there's also some deeper things like the the caste system and a little political. So it's not all cookie dough, but I like it. Do you have a favorite one in the series? Favorite book in the series? I honestly don't remember. I did not like The Heir and the Crown. I remember that. I was like, what is this? <laughs> no, thank you. <laughs> um, Are but- those main entries? In the series? It's like a long epilogue, kind of. Okay. So it's, the story wraps up with the one, and then she's like, eh, I could keep this going. And then she does. I didn't like it. <laughs> <laughs> but I would say probably, um, I think the second one, if I remember correctly. And uh, how many how many stars for you? Four. Four out of five. Yes. Okay. I remembered reading it, and I remembered loving it. So that's always big for me, because there's some that right after I finish it, I'm like, oh, five stars, that was so good. And then a year later, I couldn't even tell you what it's about. So (laughs) this one stuck. It was pretty solid. All right. What did you think? So I also enjoyed it. It did have tropes that you mentioned. It, The plot was... Kind of what I expected, I suppose, but in a very enjoyable way. And like I mentioned, I read it. I burned through it. So it was, yeah, it was cookie dough. It was just like, I'm not not picking this up and rolling my eyes and saying, oh, I got to slog through this. It was it was a fun ride. I enjoyed the story. It, it yeah, it did have these weird world building elements. Yeah. There's the moment. Well, I guess I won't spoil. Not that it's really. We'll talk about that later. Yeah. (laughs) There, there are times though where they go more into this world because it's kind of a future world. Yeah. Um, But it does take place. It's it's Earth and it's yeah dystopian. Yeah. Earth. So there, there were these kind of little elements sprinkled in. There are definitely, you know, things that are set up where you're like. I think this is going to happen, yeah. and it does. And but then it, it does. Yeah, it, but it doesn't, it's it's not in a way where you're just like, oh, you know, right. how lame. So, yeah, I think I would give it a three and a half oh. out of five. That's honestly <laughs> higher than I thought it would be for you. Oh, I, I'm I, really glad you liked it. Yeah, I, I, I did. I definitely one that I'm 
was worth checking out and reading. Uh, in terms of who would love this book, if you do like romance, mm-hmm. if you are someone who is who who enjoys reality TV or kind of game show things, because there is yes. that kind of Hunger Games. It's definitely The Bachelor. Yes, sure. and there's there's that kind of drama and how characters interact, and that that's really what carries carries the plot through and connects the characters and everything. So if if you like that kind of stuff, then you'll be able to dive in and and enjoy this and and read it. Uh yeah, you'll get sucked in and might even want to read all of these. Whoa. <laughs> 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 no promises, but hey, I'm just saying. <laughs> yeah. So, who who do you do you agree or do you who do you think yeah. would love this kind of book? Um, I think people who like dystopian would like it too. It's definitely not centered on that aspect, but there's a lot of a lot of references, and it's fun to imagine the future. It's set after World War Three, in what was formerly the U.S. So that's interesting to see how they think things would turn out. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. So that's our spoiler-free review for the selection. And now we're going to go to, (laughs) if you'll join me, (laughs) the spoiler zone. (laughs) Spoiler zone. So now we're in the spoiler zone. <laughs> we're on the other side. So if we made you're, it. Yeah. <laughs> it was tough. We're here. We're ready to spoil the selection. So if you're still listening, we are going to spoil things. So turn back now. Stop listening. Go read the book. Or brace yourself. Yeah. Or, yeah, brace yourself for spoilers. <laughs> Let's jump into, we have five questions. And... I'll go ahead and start by asking you the first question. Here we go. The selection is very similar to The Bachelor, which pits women against each other in order to win a man's heart. How do you feel about the treatment and portrayal of women in these situations? Do you think a genuine love connection can form in these competitions? (sighs) (laughs) I have mixed feelings on The Bachelor. I have a friend... And she and I used to, like, go to each other's houses and watch it every week. And we were entertained. But also we knew that it's all fake. So I think that that makes it easier to stomach how they portray women because it's pretty awful. They're usually competing over some mediocre white guy who's not that great. And it's all these gorgeous women who are trying to tear each other down for it. And I know that's fake, too. It's fake drama. They're not actual doctors. They're actresses who are trying to get famous, and that's why they're on the show. But I think the whole concept is pretty pretty gross just because he's not that great. <laughs> like, why are, you, <laughs> why are you doing this to each other over a guy who, I don't know, Hollywood said is worthy of 25 women? I'm guessing then that you don't think a genuine love connection form in these competitions. <laughs> well, see, I was conflicted on that one because the first one, I remember way back when the very first Bachelor happened and it was Tristan and Ryan 
And they got together, and they're still together, as far as I know. Got married, had a family, all that stuff. So that one worked. But I think that maybe now, since it's like a, a thing, I don't even know how many seasons there are. It's outrageous. Yeah, there are a lot. Yeah, but I think that at this point, it's, I don't know, I think it's clearly not about the romance at all. Because every single one, they're like, oh, happily ever after. And then two months later, oh, no, the the engagement fell apart. What? Yeah, it's kind of, it's kind of like the real world. Yeah. Like the first episode of the, or the first season of the real world was just, it really, it was just people. Yeah. And they had a kind of a variety of ages and they, they all had jobs. And (laughs) it was, it, it really was more of an honest portrayal i guess of strangers living with each other like the premise of the show as it's described but at this point i don't even know if it's on anymore but i don't know i mean it doesn't take long for those type of shows to become an institution where it's you know what you're getting into and it you know then the real world is just like attractive people who who, (laughs) party yeah exactly who party together and i've never watched the bachelor but I'm very confident that it's a similar <laughs> thing where it's at this point, yes. people who are on it have been watching it for 15 years or whatever. Yeah. So when you go on it, it is more of a situation where you <laughs> you understand the game that's being played. Yeah, and You're, the different typecast that they want. Yeah. I'm not here to make friends right. type thing. <laughs> yeah, and how to get screen time and how to stay on and 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 then you become a celebrity more or less where if yeah, you make you it you get to paid th- to go to clubs and stuff yeah if you make it to the very end then that can be you can just be famous for for that and that or you could be, be the next one yeah that seems to be a trend <laughs> yeah <laughs> so it is it is very much a different and i i would assume too that sure people can form genuine love connections but you can form that anywhere so it's not yeah. you I, I don't know what they're looking for or how they're competing but yeah sure maybe sometimes they <laughs> they, end up, they end up together and then sometimes they it's it's all for the cameras and for the yeah. show and then yeah three months later yeah. they're, they're not betting, <laughs> yeah. benefiting from this anymore they're ronnie and sammy sweetheart from yeah. jersey shore <laughs> <laughs> but i do i i've watched plenty of shows like that and they're they're maybe not as <laughs> nice as cookie dough but there is yeah, you know there's right. there's an entertainment element there obviously because they're yeah. so popular and it's just right we're saturated with those kind of shows but yeah so i can't really speak to the treatment and portrayal of women i'm sure it's not great because it's it is that that's even kind of a trope is women fighting over a man yeah and to watch that can it's insulting yeah it's it's really (laughs) it's it's tapping into this cliche that's not fair or fun but like yeah obviously it is fun for (laughs) some people because it's entertaining but people just like watching people compete and fight and the drama and everything um and there's the like the editing of it the producers do try and make you a certain type of person and i've read so many like stories from former contestants where 
they were talking and they're like, yeah, me and my best friend Annie went out and had some oysters and I hated it. And then they'll edit it and be like, yeah, I hated Annie. (laughs) They're like, like, I didn't say that. Yeah. It made us fight on purpose for screen time. Yeah. It's definitely the, even the, what actually happens is not necessarily what is being conveyed because what's being conveyed needs to be a entertaining television show and right not. we don't want to watch a bunch of people get along yeah <laughs> that's not exciting <laughs> someone just decide who they get along with best and then <laughs> yeah <laughs> you're pretty cool at the end yeah <laughs> all right are you team maxin or team aspen why so i i felt like i don't know who would be team aspen if you are <laughs> I'm not. <laughs> I d- he, He's a jerk. I don't yeah, like him. I, di- I didn't understand his appeal. Uh, other than just he's hot and it's right. like that's he's the bad boy yeah because the the character is just not portrayed other than being hot other than just i saw him <laughs> and he was hot he he just seems like a mopey hothead <laughs> and they, they meet in this tree house and he's kind of immediately just a jerk and uh. and selfish and very feeling sorry for himself and it's just it's just like i don't know how someone like it's it's clearly just puppy love because he's hot and you don't know anyone else um and it's not i mean maxin is he has that moment where he snaps at her because she is warning him that yeah. one of the other contestants is Celeste. mean. Yeah, yeah, that Celeste is mean, and he gets real. Yeah. I don't <laughs> like. <laughs> I, I'm sick of people telling me what to think, or he just has like some little yeah. freak out moment, which is, was really out of character. Yeah, I read that part and I was like, "What?" Yeah, that's that's He's better than this. Yeah, when I read that, I it, it felt like. He's he's been really nice and cool this whole time, and but he needed kind of a red flag, I guess, because yeah, too good. Yeah, because then because <laughs> then Aspen, of course, shows back up and he's <laughs> taking steroids or something. He, that, that one part where he was like, yeah, it's because he finally ate. Oh, I thought there was yeah. some mention of he took they shot him up with something oh, or maybe. he's taking a pill and he grew more or something. I think I'm mixing up my books because I'm reading like four. Oh. I, <laughs> so well, that I would just, make sense. <laughs> well, it actually, it made me think of, I haven't seen this movie yet, but I understand Captain America. I was just say <laughs> Yeah. So is I, I felt like this, there just needed to be a moment where she wouldn't just be saying this Prince is completely <laughs> awesome. Right. So it doesn't matter if whatever attracted me, <laughs> yeah. me to you before can throw that up because this prince is clearly everything. Yeah. And Superior to yeah. Aspen. Yeah. I, I think maybe his only drawback before was like that he's too like goody goody or mm-hmm. pampered for her. I just don't feel like that was enough, though. So I think you're right. They threw that in just to give him some sort of flaw. Yeah. But then he recovers and that's gone. <laughs> yeah. He and and she she sees Aspen again kind of immediately. So there yeah. was this like 
oh well he like i'm mad at maxon so so let's make out <laughs> yeah yeah and it that was another i was just like he he doesn't even he pushed you into this situation and now he doesn't even care that I guess the punishment would be death or exile or something. It's yes. Like, he doesn't even care about that. He's He just seems super selfish. So selfish. Because also he just expects her to feel the same way about him when he pops back up. And it's like, dude, you just broke her heart. <laughs> yeah. And like kicked her out of your town, basically. Yeah. And then he's just like, hey, it's me again. <laughs> I'm so hot. Come back. Uh, yeah. And she's I, like, okay. It really... It made me laugh really hard when he they make out and then the next day he shows up and he leaves the door open and she's like, what are, what are you doing? We're going to get busted. And he's like, no, if someone walks in, I'll just say I was checking on you. Yeah. I'll never question that. I was like, what, what if you don't hear them coming and they yeah, <laughs> see also you making like, out? <laughs> when else is a guard in her room? Yeah. It's her maids. I had to sit on her bed and check on her. <laughs> I just wanted to be thorough. Yeah. Because <laughs> he, he pulled that move, too. He was like, yeah. it, it doesn't seem like you have a temperature anymore. Yeah. They're <laughs> just like, oh, you're so kind for checking. Yeah. What this a good guy. guard slash doctor. <laughs> <laughs> Who just got here like a week ago. Yeah. <laughs> that, was a, that was a funny Maxon move, too, of... Yeah. Uh, oh, he's from your area. Oh, <laughs> great. Well, he should be the guard for your yeah. room. <laughs> like, wait a minute. You aren't even going to ask if maybe this is the right? ex. Like, yeah. Could be a chance. Yeah. And when he asks if they know each other and she's just like, yeah. He's like, oh, cool. Yeah. <laughs> Here you go. So we're both team max yes <laughs> a lot yeah aspen really not i don't i don't other yeah outside of being hot i yeah. did not understand what he brought to the table poor attempt at the bad guy or bad boy trope yeah not bad guy or well, is he yeah kind of <laughs> <laughs> uh our next question this book was marketed as a cross between hunger games and the bachelor do you think that is an accurate statement no Next question. <laughs> Just kidding. No, I don't think it was because it is like The Bachelor for obvious reasons. Um, but I thought the only thing it had in common with The Hunger Games was that it's dystopian, obviously. And I think maybe that's why they marketed it as that because that was, this was from a while ago. I don't know when, but it's when Hunger Games was like the most recognizable dystopian. So that was a good way to present it to people because then they would know what they were talking about. But other than that and their caste system, I don't think it had much in common. They're not killing each other for Prince Maxon. <laughs> <laughs> they're, they're just there. Yeah. As someone who has not read the Hunger Games, but has seen two of the movies, um, it yeah, the only elements, that dystopian thing... Uh, or that dystopian era or world and then elements of the this is a show or this is kind of entertainment uh, yes and um, there's like the guy that's like Caesar Flickerman yeah yeah aka Ryan Seacrest <laughs> yeah <laughs> there is that kind of guy it's not even in the Hunger Games it's very clear that the elite folks are not good people mm-hmm 
but in this one, it's kind. It doesn't really tip you one way or other than Maxon being totally clueless as to yeah. <laughs> what kind of existence <laughs> the lower castes uh, are living in. They they don't seem to be. Yeah, it's it's it doesn't really get into it, but there's not other than these kind of rebel attacks. But they almost kind of paint them as bad, but that could mean that they're bad and they're saying the, re- the rebels are <laughs> yeah. bad. Um, yeah, that's yeah. that's all I could really. But the Bachelor for sure, because it is. I mean, it's it's a competition of young women to become the next princess, of right. Ilya. So that's get it, dude, to fall in love with you. Yeah. So we both agree, not really accurate, but more The Bachelor than... Yeah. It draws people in, so it does its job with that. Yeah. But just not very accurately. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Netflix is currently making a movie version of the selection. Which parts of the book do you hope make it into the movie? Which parts could you do without? I, as I was reading this, I, and I didn't, I didn't know that this... It was being made into a movie. Yeah, I didn't either. But I was, as I was reading it, I was thinking, oh, this, they'll totally make this into <laughs> some a series or a movie or, or something. And I was kind of, I don't know, it, it almost, because it's very focused on America, who is the main character. She's the one who enters into the selection and is in that competition so it's it's very character driven from her because you basically spend the entire book with her. The yeah, I guess how they I was interested to see how they would kind of create the drama amongst the the women who were in this and if they would have because it does it start with thirty. 35. 35. So thirty five and and you don't really get to meet many of them sometimes it's just a name that's thrown out there right like tiny yeah (laughs) the names in this are also (laughs) (laughs) very uh, dystopian ya book names yeah Yeah. very yeah tiny princess tiny um (laughs) which is i just kept thinking like little john from robin hood (laughs) like that's all i could think about um so it'd been fun if she was actually a you know Huge. Six foot, yeah. Uh, <laughs> she is not. Um, so yeah, I was I was kind of thinking how would they, how would they show? You know, would would this be something where they're like, well, we really only need twelve, or you know, yeah. some they make those decisions because you want to have the the in my mind the the way this would work as a series or movie is really focusing on the women involved in the selection, and you if it's too broad. Unless it's like Game of Thrones, seven seasons and a million characters, you'd no. probably have to kind of condense it uh, because, yeah, there's 10 or 12 is probably where... And there's really only one who's mean and and a bad person. Yeah. Um, everyone else is at least nice. It's pretty decent. Yeah. Um they like ignore her at the most. <laughs> yeah. So that the 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 tension is is more Maxon, Aspen, the rebels attacking because they're apparently searching for something. Um but yeah, since you spend most of the time with with America and 
the other women in the selection, that's what I was, I guess, hoping to to see or interested in seeing how what they would do to choose to portray that. Uh, the parts I could do without, I don't know. I, I guess the some of the the world building stuff is maybe it matters more as the series goes on. I'm sure the rebel thing has to pay off at some point. But it also is just kind of like, I don't know. I don't like this. <laughs> Who cares? Yeah. Like it's Where's the boys? Yeah. It's kind, of, it's kind of thrown in there and not explored in a way that I'm fine with. But I'm also like, I don't, is the, sh- would a movie or show even bother with any of this and just kind of focus more on the characters? So I, yeah. I don't know. That's, I can that's see what I was thinking. Yeah. Um, what about you? I like the covers. I know that it's like played out. I feel like I've seen a lot of people making fun of covers like these lately because they're very dated. But if you haven't seen it, it's a woman in a beautiful dress with mirrors all over. And it's the same covers for all of the books in the series. Actually, for all of Carrie Cass's books, now that I think about it, she loves beautiful women in dresses. <laughs> <laughs> but if it had the same like aesthetic as the covers. I would really like that. I also like America's attitude. She's like, I don't know, she's disillusioned about all of the pomp and circumstance and all of that. So I like that part and I hope she keeps it. Like how she <laughs> tells Maxon that he's awful and privileged in the very beginning. <laughs> I like that. Keep yeah. doing it. She knees him in the groin yes. very early on. <laughs> yes, queen. Um, I also really like Maxon's naivete about the world outside of the upper class. I feel like that's pretty, I wouldn't say realistic, like important to the story because he's about to go in this position of power and all these other people who have all the information like, oh, if we don't tell him about it, we can keep controlling it, and he's just our puppet. And I think that's pretty important to his character and how he starts wanting to change things because of America. Um, I could do without the way that Celeste acts. I think it's very overtly catty. And from my experience and from watching The Bachelor and stuff, women are not that obvious with it. They're not going to try and tear your dress off (laughs) because it's pretty. (laughs) They're going to make snide comments and like subtly try and sabotage what you're trying to do. So I think that it would be much more believable if she wasn't just like, look at me. Hi, everyone. I'm a bad guy. <laughs> and you're like, wow, don't like her. Yeah, the 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 dress-tearing part, I was like, that seems so over the top. And then she yeah. just kind of is like, eh, I guess I forgot to mention that. <laughs> yeah. It's like, wouldn't you immediately be like, oh, I got assaulted right? what by the someone. Yeah. And, and then with Maxon. <laughs> yeah. And with Maxon, she's just like, she tore my dress. Like, I think it was a little more than that. Yeah. <laughs> like, no wonder he's brushing it off. Make it sound like she stepped on the back and yeah. while she was walking or something. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, especially with her, with Celeste being the, I guess, the antagonist, or at least the, the source of the most tension yeah. in the plot outside of the Max and Aspen, who's she going to pick? Yeah, having that be less obvious would probably be more 
<laughs> believable. Well, and because like she Maxim can't be that stupid. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like her accidentally spilling her wine on I can't remember her name. The other girl's dress at her birthday party. Yeah. Like and she's like, oh no, I tripped. <laughs> yeah. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then the, there was a kind of well, no one really got a good look at it, so it was plausible. Yes. It's like uh, I don't know. That... <laughs> yeah. Meh. Not gonna fly, guy. I I really want to see how they do the how they do the setting too. Yeah. Because not only with the world building, but just like I don't I don't know what it looks like. Yeah, that leads us perfectly into (laughs) question number five. Not a ton of detail is given about the setting of the time period the story takes place in. How did you picture it? I kept getting thrown off because it started like not quite medieval, but more like run down and dilapidated. And then like they do live in a castle that's kind of medieval. And then they're talking about like bulletproof glass and alarm systems and stuff. Yeah. And I was Didn't like, I don't know phone? what to think. <laughs> yes. And it's, I don't, when I read, it's tricky because if I miss a detail in the very beginning, like even of an entire series, if I misread something and think that they're brunette when really they're blonde, it doesn't matter. They're brunette for the whole series <laughs> yeah. and you cannot change that in my head. So. I kind of just ignored the the modern details. <laughs> yeah, I no, I was I was similar. It felt so it wanted to be medieval and that's almost why it was dystopian so you could yeah. get rid of all of that and it could be more the way they're dressed like the 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 caste system is like a feudal system and yes. this is this is really is a prince who's so elevated and right. that that kind of thing and so everyone was, else is a bunch of plebes yeah <laughs> but with with tree houses yeah <laughs> they can barely eat so i picture them with like bread a little like peasants eating <laughs> just <Yeah>. bread and <laughs> turn on the TV gruel. and watch the <laughs> yeah <laughs> pull up your port screen yeah and it, it it did you kind of only get background there's a point where they have sort of a charm school teacher person yeah. and she is giving them a history lesson but it's the the folks the the women who are in the first second third casts know this stuff and then the ones who are four and below it's almost it's it's just based on a kind of oral tradition i guess so they don't have details they don't have the books they don't it's i guess unclear foggier for them yeah um but that's really when you get the details of this is world war three and this yeah. and this happened and then Subtle. this person yeah and it's like <laughs> nor it's basically like north america is all Ilya. it sounds like uh yes because the u.s was in too much debt to china and couldn't pay it and then there was a war and then canada and mexico were like oh embarrassing i don't want to be america <laughs> so they <laughs> changed their name to Ilya and like all came together <laughs> Yeah, and Ilya's a general who helped in the war or something. Yes. Um, It all seemed kind of like propaganda-y, too. Was that just me? No, yeah. I Throughout reading this, I was... I mean, I don't know why I was thinking this, but... (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, thinking, is this 
Because there, there are weird little mentions of, like, kind of the government doesn't help people. But then it was also like, but they're great because they are the elite. And they're, you know, yeah. like, they're not good at giving people enough food. But, but they're also, so nice and yeah, they're pretty. But now, but now Maxon has an idea to give people food. So they can yeah. have... So, so it was just... It was... At first I was thinking that the author was saying something with this. But then yeah. by the end, I was like, I don't think that <laughs> they're trying to say anything with this. Yeah. It's just the setting right. for this world. And there's not a message with this. Yeah. It's just sort of, it's just there to serve the the selection process and yeah. what's going on. And uh, the, the rebel thing just... It's very, they're looking for something. That's why they're yeah. attacking the castle or capital yeah. or whatever. And, <laughs> the building. Yeah, the building. <laughs> and they're not nice, but also <laughs> what do they want? And and so the, I just assume that that will play out in future books. Yeah. And like, oh, I'm saying like too much. <laughs> um and how they've never thought about doing like (laughs) they've never thought about doing some sort of program that helps the lower castes like the is it eighth where they're homeless yeah never helps them get food yeah but the queen wanted to so then for Maxon to suddenly implement that just because America said to, and he's never even heard of it, and they've never done that before, and they're not telling him things, makes it seem like they're trying to hide something. Yeah. And the rebels. He doesn't know that either. Yeah. It and, seems. And doesn't it mention a lottery or something? I, don't know. I thought there was some mention of, because I was, I was just wondering how did this whole cast thing come about, and like, yeah. why would you. Obviously, you wouldn't want to be in the ones who are constantly struggling. So it's just sort of like, how how did the if you're walking around being like, I'm a two or I'm a one, and I don't know what's going on with these eights. Yeah. I assume it's great because <laughs> they're fine. <laughs> yeah, it's it seemed it just was very strange to me that there is this system where ones are the best and yeah. eights really struggle. And yet the prince of this place has never <laughs> once thought of Wait, Wait, why? Yeah. What are what is it like to be an eight? Yeah. What's what are they doing? Why are they eights? Why am I a one? And um, there's there's other aspects of it too, like how America's brother is a bad artist and he just wants to do sports. Like, is he just, oh, he's going to be an eight because yeah. he can't do anything. So. <laughs> yeah. And and then her other brother, apparently there's mobility because he makes yeah. a sculpture that becomes this big deal. And then he becomes this artist that everyone wants. And they're kind of estranged because he's chasing fame. And he, there's some mention of he, he ha- wants to die a two or a three or something. And so, there is mobility in the cast, but it's sort yeah. of like only if you're a, which I, I mean, I guess that that's, that could be commentary on. Right. On privilege. Yeah. And, and sort of mobility comes through money. Yeah. And, and or, or just talent where mm-hmm. everyone wants, everyone would like to be an artist who can sell a painting for 
five million dollars yeah and you can talk yourself into that but very few <laughs> yeah. end up actually doing that right like um, how it's so difficult to work your way up from a lower status that you're born into yeah I could see that. I don't know if we're trying to make it deeper than she intended. Yeah, well, yeah I was just about to say, too, that these these ideas, are <laughs> we're exploring them right now more yeah. than they're explored <laughs> in this book. It really is just, it kind of colors the setting a little bit. Yeah. Um, and maybe, maybe it's explored more in the other books in the series, but for this one, it really just... It's little sparks here and there of oh okay that that's kind of how it works and but you don't yeah. yeah you're not diving into that it's not explained yeah no one knows thorough. why yeah keep um, reading yeah suspend your disbelief <laughs> yeah all right well thanks for talking about the selection with me anytime and this is going to be again for those who want to attend bookends. November 23rd. That's a Tuesday from 4.30 to 5.30. Virtually, you can get your free copy in the Teen Hangout. All right. And before we wrap up, um, are you reading anything now or have you read anything? All right. I'm currently reading The Elite, (laughs) the second in the selection series. Wow. (laughs) I read this one and I was like, oh, that was pretty good. I need to know what happens next. (laughs) So... I'm not very far into it yet, but I have started it. I don't know. I have a lot of feelings on it already. (laughs) So we'll see. (laughs) We'll see if I still like that one as much as I did before. And I'm also reading Crossed, which is the second book in the Matched series by Ali Condi, because she's coming to visit, or not coming, she's virtually visiting Bill Reed Middle School for an author visit in December. Oh, very cool. Yeah. I read Matched before, um, but stopped there. So I wanted a refresher so that I can be current with what she's talking about. Yeah. What are you reading? I just finished on Halloween Day, actually, Dracula, Bram Stoker's Dracula, first time. And I wanted to read that and then watch the Francis Ford Coppola, Keanu Reeves, Winona Ryder version. (laughs) (laughs) And I really, I loved it. Yeah? I'm usually, if it's, you know, 19th century, I start getting a little, is this going to be, <laughs> am I going to like this? Because the, the language can sometimes, yeah. or just the, the the deviations that authors make, or it's just, there's something about the language. It's hard to get sucked in when it's so different from regular conversation. Yeah, yeah. And, but this, I listened to the audiobook and it was great. And it really, the Bram Stoker's Dracula, Keanu Winona, it, it follows that pretty, pretty closely. It's not wow. as, it, it doesn't have those kind of more graphic scenes and things, but for the most part, it's the same plot. And I also watched the Bella Lugosi Dracula and that, is <laughs> not so much <laughs> no and it i mean it's it's fun is just watching like a, cl- a classic the classic monster movie maybe but yeah that was a, that's an awesome book um to see where all of that kind of vampire stuff started it's yeah it, I, I was really i got sucked in no pun intended um, <laughs> it was it was great and now i'm kind of deciding what to read next you should um, probably follow up with twilight Oh yeah, <laughs> the next big vampire. That's right. Yeah, and I can watch all those movies. Yes. And, yeah, they're on Netflix. 
Well, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Do not go from Dracula to Twilight. I don't think I will. <laughs> Good choice. Thank you. <laughs> so yeah, big two big thumbs up. Five star book. I yeah, great great mm. story, and really you can you can understand why all the Dracula vampire stuff. I mean, it's just so it's so rich in all that kind of mythology of vampires and things and it's it's creepy and it's weird and it's funny and dracula's very stinky in it they're always talking about his odor which cracked me i up. never heard that about vampires that's hilarious he's he's maybe not all i won't, don't want to paint all vampires edward probably smells great he but does dracula, yeah. from what i've read oh well but I, don't, I don't know how reliable but, that is yeah well they didn't have deodorant back then so that's <laughs> Do vampires sweat? That's a great question. I you never see him sweat. He's always cool <laughs> as a cucumber. <laughs> um yeah, great great book. Oh, I'm sold. All right. Excellent pitch. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. <laughs> Bram would be proud of me. Uh thank you, Becca, for being back on the the Libcast, and hopefully we will read another YA book uh, real soon, and you'll come back and we'll talk about it again. That sounds great. Thank you for having me. Yeah, you're welcome. And thank you all for listening to another episode of the Loveland Libcast, and I will talk to you later. Bye. Bye. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening to this episode of the Loveland Libcast. If you'd like to contact us about the podcast, please reach out to the host, Daniel Tate, at daniel.tate at cityofloveland.org. That's D-A-N-I-E-L dot T-A-P-E at cityofloveland.org. See you next time.